Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 289. Holy crap, the news we have this week. The Middle East is on fire. Diane Feinstein's replacement has been named. Playing high school, paying high school athletes. I can't, can't talk. Uh, now walls work. The first dog. Being polite is detrimental to one's political career. Wally World is the latest to can degree requirements for certain jobs. And the speaker's gavel. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. So you're back from your vacation, and I'm in Florida this week. Yeah. So we're both on the move. Now I'm only a couple hundred miles away, and you, you were 8,000 miles away or whatever, but <laughs> I bet you're glad to be back. I hope you enjoyed it. No, we had a great time. Uh uh, Greece is, is uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the Greek people are just, uh, 99% of them just warm, welcoming, happy to have the tourism dollars. Uh, you know, you go to some places around the world where tourists are kind of, you know, scoffed at like, like an, yeah. like an inconvenience. France. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard, I've heard that about the French everywhere except for Normandy. Yeah. I'd love to go to Normandy. Never been, but that's on the bucket list. But it, we we did a few days in Athens, did a hop-on, hop-off bus tour, uh, about killed my wife getting up the Acropolis and then in Santorini down to a restaurant that was, uh, I'm guessing, 300, 300 feet vertical. What's the weather like in Greece this time of year? Yeah, very much like it is like it is in Atlanta. I mean, it's... It's a very it, nice right now. Yeah, the pools were a little chilly. Okay. Uh to do more than like put put your feet in. I mean, the pools were. I mean, there were people getting in the pool, but you know, I'm a southerner. Uh, but the but the Aegean was was warmer. I mean, it still wasn't you know, eighty eighty degree water. It was still still in the seventies. It's still chilly, but it wasn't it wasn't so much that you couldn't you couldn't get in and and, and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Windy for the first first couple of days. I mean, we had twenty five knot winds at one point, and oh, that that's it, pretty windy. Yeah, and it just died down, and and the and the sea flattened out, and it was it was. We we took one day on the trip and did nothing. We we, we uh, 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 just went to the beach, went uh, went then went from the beach to the pool and just relaxed and and had one one day built in just to sort of sort of help help Connie's back recover. Yeah, everybody needs one of those on vacation. Yeah, this was. Yeah, there, we have different types of vacations. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's an adventure like we were doing this time, and sometimes it's, it's go to an all-inclusive and vegetate for a week. <laughs> right. Uh, I will tell you that that premium select is not all what it's cracked up to be. Yeah, because on those flights international, you've got sort of the lay flat Delta One in the front, and then Delta Premium Select is behind it. But what was the difference between Premium Select and Delta Comfort? Is there much difference? Half an inch. Oh, half an inch. You have a, yeah. you know, Not I'm six, I'm six one, so the footrest was completely useless. Yeah, it technically it technically does have a, a footrest, but you have to be sitting on the bulkhead to use it. And even then, uh, it didn't extend far enough out for me to actually put my feet on without without putting my knee, you know, bending my knees up, which is not exactly the most ex- uh, comfortable no. place to sleep. Not a good position. But yeah, we we got in eight o'clock in the damn morning because Delta canceled our original flight. We got in you know two o'clock in the afternoon. And we we put our bags with the with the uh, with the bellman and went and sat by the pool. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing seeing the crops in the background. You're sitting by the sitting by a pool. That's a neat picture. I think the first day when you go when you go east is is brutal if you land in the morning because you didn't sleep well that night and then you got to stay up all day. It's just that's a tough first day. Yeah. So. Uh, Kind of got, got, got a little sleep uh, on the, uh, we got a, a cabana with the, you know, the thick cushion and uh, she got a little sleep out there. But, uh, but yeah, the first, the first, first days, first days is, is brutal. That's just that first day is rough. Yeah. It's, but yeah, it's, you, we had several days of power travel. through it. Yeah. yeah you just got, you got to power through that first day. And after that, you're all good. We overpacked as we always do. I know, same here. <laughs> that always happens. Wear the but, same t-shirt two or three days. Same yeah. pair of shorts. <laughs> Not with what we were doing. Uh, you know, 
if you, if you've ever seen uh, European Vacation, mm-hmm. and you see them kind of fast forward going through the Louvre and stuff, we, we did we did that a lot in the uh, in the museums because there's just so much statuary, just so right. much art to see, so much, uh, so many artifacts. I mean, twenty thousand year old artifacts. That's how we felt in Italy last summer when we were in Rome. It's like you see so many uh, statues and paintings that after a certain point it's hard to even say what's so spectacular. And I know it's kind of, but it's just, there's so much there that after you see an hour or so, it's like, oh my God, there's another statue. <laughs> and it's an amazing fame. And it's like, you've, you've just seen so much. Yeah, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to digest. It is, yeah. I mean, and then the detail that they put into marble is, is amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's totally amazing. What what I did find interesting, and I, and I know the story behind it, but a lot of the a lot of the uh, naughty bits were knocked off the male statues. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah, that was same same thing in Rome. People that were broken off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was that was uh, early Christians, I believe, that were, that did that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they left the, the they left the boobs alone. Yeah, they did. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, castrate all the men. <laughs> But no, that's it was very very cool. We brought back a little bottle of ouzo. I mean, it had ouzo in it. I drank the ouzo. I was there and filled it with the uh, sand from the from the Black Beach, which is you know volcanic sand. That's nice. Yeah, just just uh, that's the cheapest souvenir we got. <laughs> I mean, it's Santorini. Santorini is not cheap. And I've always heard, but it looks incredible. All the the white rooftops and or the blue what is it blue rooftops and white yep. buildings or white yeah I may have had it reversed, but the pictures are amazing of Santorini. Oh, it is. I mean, and it is, and you understand why everything's expensive. They can't do anything, you know, can't get anything in unless it comes by ship or by airplane. Yep, it's importing everything in. So yeah, it's the same same thing going to Hawaii. Hawaii's uh prohibitively expensive just for a bag of Lay's potato chips, but you know that I'm, they're not making it. They're not making them there. It had to be flown in. <laughs> right, right. But I'll say it's, it was, I think it was important to do, but I don't think we need to go back. There's just so many other places I want to see. Yeah, I know. That's part of it. It's hard to get the same place twice when you're international. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, yesterday. We're, we're recording really late. And sorry, Eric. Uh, it was a all in all. With by the time by the time you get to the airport, three hours early for international flight, then a three hour layover, two and a half hours from Boston, nine to ten hours to get to Boston from Athens. It was a twenty three hour day. But by the time we actually put our feet into the house, yeah, that's a long day. Now I was able to. I slept a little bit on the, on the flight. I've, Man, uh, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, it was. I mean. When they canceled our original flight from uh, uh, from JFK, they stuck me in the middle seat. <laughs> so I, I paid for premium select. I'm, I'm sitting in the middle seat with my elbows sucked into my side. Mm-hmm. The, the way back we had original seats, which was two seats out of the airplane, and I was a little better. But it's not it's it's not what they what they originally sold when they came out with that class was they were selling a first class seat. Uh, essentially you'd have the same sort of seat as, as you would have a, a domestic first class and you'd have Delta one, you'd have comfort behind you, but I, I don't, I don't see it. I think, I, I think British Airways has a, has a very good premium class seat, uh, a couple other airlines, but, but Delta kind of missed on this one. Yep. So the world's on fire, Ken. I know that's what I was going to say. We usually record on Thursday or Friday and release on Mondays, but, uh, we're actually recording Sunday night. So, it's kind of good that we saw, it's not good that what happened, but it's good that we're able to uh, talk about what happened over the weekend. And it's probably everybody knows now Hamas over in uh, the West Gaza released a, just an all out assault on Israel over the weekend. And there are, uh, Dave, I don't know what the latest count is, but I think there's over, I know it's over a thousand people now that are dead. And I think 700 or so Israelis at this point are dead. So it has turned into a full scale war at this point and they're raping and pillaging as they go along and that's and that's not that's that's not a joke i mean that's they're they're stealing children and women to keep as sex lives i've never seen when they started showing the video which was so i mean they started showing the videos yesterday morning or saturday morning 
on, I was watching Fox News, and I'd flip back and forth between multiple channels. I mean, it was like live video that Hamas was filming where they were shooting people, abducting uh, people. They abducted this female that was in the army, uh, you know, and drug her through the streets, uh, took her clothes off and was dragging her down the street. I mean, they were filming all this stuff live as they were doing it. And you could just see this carnage going on where, you know, they, they, there was this one music festival out in the desert in southern Israel. 260 people died there where they just went in and opened fire on the music festival. And there were people riding across the border. All these Hamas people were on motorcycles riding across with AK-47s. And it was just anybody they could find, they were they were shooting. And it's, you know, the main thing they talked about yesterday on the news is how did, with the intelligence that Israel has, how did they get so flat, get caught so flat-footed with what was going on? Because this was not just a couple of people running across the border killing. This was an all-out assault. Uh, you know, 5,000 missiles were launched over the weekend. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of people looking back after the fact saying, how did this happen? How did we have such an intelligence failure to let this type of assault occur? Yeah, and they have a they have an extensive intelligence network yes right and, and we're getting our own weapons being shot at at israelis mm-hmm. that that, yep. that were that were left in afghanistan Afgan- afghanistan so reports are coming out now that they're finding weapons that we left in afghanistan uh, and hamas is using them which is that's not hard and, to believe probably and how, how did eric how did eric put it in our in our private chat uh uh iran venmoed hamas the, the money we just gave them yeah, I mean, this comes right on the heels of uh, the prisoner swap about two weeks ago, where we swapped five prisoners uh, for five of our prisoners been held in Iran. And then we also released $6 billion to Iran. Now, supposedly that money has to go to, to food and humanitarian efforts, but you still release $6 billion in a day. So it replaced $6 billion. They could, you know, they could, uh, now they can spend elsewhere. Well, and the Iranians uh, said after they get the money, we'll spend it any way we want to. Yeah, they said, yeah, we're going to spend this money however we want to. So, it's, it, it was shocking to me. Uh, so I, I got in about 11 o'clock uh, yesterday, uh, last night, Saturday night. Uh, and I just I just turned on the TV. It's kind of background noise while we're, you know, kind of just kind of, you know, relaxing a little bit. And then I, then I see the video and I see the videos come across and I just, I, I, I stopped Connie. She's not a big news person. I said, you need to see this. And it's play, not watching it yesterday. And it, it was, it was dumbfounding. I mean, the way they brought the buildings down and, and you know, our, the Iron Dome has worked great, but apparently the, the weakness is if the bad guys get enough missiles. Yes, enough, right. They can't stop 5,000 missiles. They can stop quite a few, but not the sheer force uh, and numbers that they were shooting over. And, and the time, and the timing, I mean, this, this was not, this was not, you know, Ooh, this is coming three. out of the Israel, Israeli holiday too. You know, Jewish holidays have been going on now for a couple of weeks. Yom Kippur was last week. So this is also right around the time this, you know, Jewish people are celebrating all their holiday season. Yeah. And it's, it, it is very well coordinated, and, and and look, the coordination goes back more than two weeks. So it's, you know, it's 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 kind of a. Oh, uh, they've been coordinating this for a while. Yep, hundred percent. This has been, this had to be coordinated for months to have this type of coordinated attack, which is again amazing. This this intelligent failure occurred where Israel didn't see this coming. I mean, it's just, it's just hard to believe. Yeah, and what's going to happen is, it has. It will give the Israelis license to wipe out the oh, Palestinians. They, they are so far. I mean, as of where, as of this, when I put the notes in here, they said 413 Palestinians have been killed, 78 children, 2,300 others have been wounded. Israel has cut the power off to uh, to the Palestinians, so they typically have the power on. I thought this was interesting. Eight hours a day, they cut it back down. To four hours a day, and now they've completely cut power off, which is gonna, which is gonna severely impact, you know, the, the uh, Palestinian people. But yeah, they are going to flatten that place. And I don't know if you saw, they've got this like knock system where if they're going to destroy a building, they fire some type of rocket in there first, and it knocks the top of the building, but doesn't do damage. 
they did that yesterday and they knocked it and they have 10 minutes to get out and 10 minutes later that building was flattened. So yeah, they, they are going to destroy that place. Yeah, this this also comes right as we were working on a historic agreement between Israel and, and Saudi Arabia. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this won't necessarily get the, the Saudis involved in that particular conflict. What it'll do is it get them to, to pull back from that agreement. That's yes, right. Because what's yeah. going to in, in my opinion, you know, we talk about global politics. Uh, in my opinion, no, it, that's what that's what the yeah, that's the message that all the news channels are saying in their state too, is they would pull back after this. I thought it was interesting that being a political show, I was watching what all the political pundits were saying yesterday and the elected officials. So a lot of you can imagine the Democrats are a lot of them are not very pro Israel. They were saying we need to immediate ceasefire and you know, calling on Israel not to respond to that this. Was, I'm like, that was Tlaib and, and yeah, AOC. The SWAT, yeah, the squad group, right? Um, yeah, I thought that was that was very interesting on their part. Oh, it's a lot of weird weird stuff goes on with this. Like, I guess Kylie Jenner, um, one of one of the Kardashians, put up a pro uh, is Israeli message on uh, like either Instagram or whatever social media she's on. Got a huge amount of backlash and then deleted it. Yep. And then our local, you know, local politicians, Governor Kemp, and almost all the local guys really <clears throat> were, uh, you know, they're naturally supporting Israel and uh, doing all, uh, not much we can do at this point, but they were all showing their support from a congressional level and, our, and uh, from our governor, lieutenant governor, were all showing Israel support. Yeah, this is not a right versus left issue. No, no, it was, uh, no, it's not at all. What? The squad, as soon as you say it's from the squad, you just you kind of shake your head. I saw uh, MTG was was on uh, one of the one of the morning shows Sunday morning talking about the 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 attack. Um, so yeah, the the this going and getting and trying to get into your political corner over over a t- horrible attack where we got by the time it's said and done, it'll be a thousand Israelis that are dead. At least. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there already is. There's no telling how many will be at the end of this. But and it's going to take, I mean, what they're saying is this, this is going to be a multi-week or multi-month type response because Israel was not prepared. And now they have to get all, you know, they called up all the available troops yesterday, uh, which everybody over there basically is in the army. So they were calling up everybody. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're having to get everybody together, formulate a plan, a strategy for going across uh the border. Yeah, this is a big deal. I mean, there's a lot of coordination, a lot of planning has to occur from this. Yeah. Well, the, the, every, it's, 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 it's mandatory service. That's why even Gal Gadot, I mean, she, I think she did two years in, in the, uh, in, in the reserve or something like that. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot was, was, was in the IDF. Right. Can you imagine getting assigned that private? Excuse me. Now I did say that we have, uh, ordered our Ford carrier strike group to the Eastern Mediterranean to uh, ready to assist Israel. And I think you said, you don't know if that's for potential, you know, help if we, if Israel would get potentially attacked from the North by Hezbollah or Iran does something crazy. I mean, yeah. Or is it just to help with moving supplies in and out? So, but I know we have shown support by moving uh, an aircraft carrier and our carrier in. If we pull a single trigger, bad stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the other Muslim nations hate Israel so much that we had to put our patriots in, uh, in Israel during the first Gulf War. Because what Hussein was doing was he, was he was firing rockets at Israel trying to drag them into the war. Because as soon as mm-hmm. the Israel, Israelis got involved, the rest of the coalition would fall apart. Yeah, you said it. I think it's just I was I kept wondering yesterday why Hamas would do this unless it's just a pure hatred, and this goes back thousands of years. Right? This is this is biblical in nature. I mean, it goes back to, I mean, just thousands of years, and people have been fighting forever uh, amongst themselves. But there's just pure hatred between Palestinians and the Jewish people over there, it's, and that's what this is. It's just just pure hatred, right? Well, and, and it looks the videos look a lot like like uh, what ISIS was doing. Um, yeah, it's 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 
it's it's it's something else. I mean, it's, yep. I, I I can't imagine. Uh, first of all, I can't imagine doing that, to, taking a, somebody's humanity like that. Yep. It's one thing to be in a war and you and you kill kill the other guy, but to to go and and take away children to keep as sex slaves to 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 rape women in the street and strip them naked and and that's that's not warfare. Yep. That's that's an enemy with no honor. Totally right. All right. So who did uh, Governor Greaseball appoint to to uh, as a placeholder in the Senate? Yes, everybody knows Senator Dianne Feinstein. Passed away a couple weeks ago. So Governor California, and she was not going to run again. So this is sort of some of this plays into that story of, of uh, the fi- Senator Feinstein not or Senator Feinstein not running again. And there were already people, Adam Schiff's running for that position. Uh, Barbara Lee, who is the mayor of I think LA, is running for that position. So every everybody's eyes was on Governor Newsom, who he would appoint to replace uh, Senator Feinstein. And he actually replaced uh, the president of Emily's List. Her name is LaFonza Butler to fill the Senate seat uh, of the late senator. This was, I think this truly caught everybody off guard because everybody thought he would appoint someone that lived in California. This lady lives in Maryland. She's the first openly, and then his announcement, he said that LaFonza is the first uh, you know, she's making history as the first openly lesbian black woman to serve in the U.S. Senate. She spent her entire career fighting for women and girls as a fierce advocate for working people. But right after he appointed her, everybody started looking at her record. She votes in Maryland. She lives in Maryland, you know, works out of D.C. area. Uh, so that was probably the strangest thing about this is Gavin Newsom took a lot of hate by just not appointing someone that lives in California to this job. I don't understand the I must not understand the law. I, I must not either. I mean, she's got a house in California, but she does. She's not hasn't been living there since 2011. So she's Lucy, been out of California for 12 years at this point. Lucy McBath doesn't live in Georgia. <laughs> I know. That, yeah, that was the funny thing when she was running. Right, they sent her a, a package to her house in Tennessee, and her husband signed for it. Yeah, I mean, that's she's a she's a one trick pony, and 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 that's it. That's all she's got is is I hate guns. And yep. she, she she lives in Tennessee. Uh, I guess she technically has to vote in Georgia. But yeah, it's it's very it's very odd to me. I guess I guess he, she can change her residency anytime she wants to because she owns the house. Yeah, but this lady, this uh, this Lafonza Butler from Maryland, she re-registered to vote in California the day after she was selected by Governor Nass or Governor Newsom, and uh, her spokesman said she's. Uh, they're confident she's fully compliant with the law and she will be moving back to Los Angeles after she's sworn in on Tuesday. So she was sworn in a couple of days ago after this. Vice President uh, Harris swore her in. Uh, I don't care. As I, 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 I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like we'd be, we'd be pretty pissed off if, if we had a uh, opening open seat, like we, like we had with, uh, Oh, 100%. Uh, if, he, if he went out of state, yeah, I think if Governor Kent would have appointed somebody that lived in Maryland uh, to that seat, that uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot different. I mean, look, even even Herschel Walker didn't live in Georgia. I mean, Herschel Walker lived in Texas. He yep. came over here to run for Senate. This is I, I I don't know why this kind of stuff happens, but I also don't know why we're still appointing people just based off of. Uh, what they look like and the types of people they represent, not who's the most qualified, right? I mean, his his opening remarks on this is she's the first openly lesbian black woman to serve in the U.S. Senate. How does that make her qualified to serve in the U.S. Senate? How does that, do, I mean, does she know what the Constitution is? Does she have, I don't understand why we're doing this again. And it's the only reason Kamala Harris is VP. It's the same type identity politics. Well, we need to get back to, the Senate being the representation of the states and the people's house being the representatives of the people. Yep. And this, the state legislatures need to, need to vote and pick oh, the, 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 the senators. Yeah, that's, we need that's, to quit. Senators should not be voted on. That was a terrible uh, change to the constitution. I forget what amendment that was at this point. I have to look it up, but yeah, that changed uh, not too long ago. Yeah. 
I mean, in, 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 yeah, in the course of history, yeah, to have popular to have a popular vote. And yeah, think about what what it takes to run a statewide race like that. Yep, it was actually the 17th Amendment, but it was ratified on 1913. So almost 110 years ago, we started electing senators versus uh, the Georgia House or the House representatives at the state level appointing the senators. Right, because it's supposed to be the higher. It's supposed to be the the the, the chamber that represents the states. Mm-hmm. And no. they also are elect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you're also accountable to the House of representatives every six years, right? Right. You're not accountable to the, the people. I mean, you are accountable to the people, but you're accountable to the state house members. Right. And that's not me being a snob. It's just, that's just, that's, know, just, that's just, just the way it is. Plus, you wouldn't have a governor appointing somebody to represent the state, especially from out of state. You nope. would have, you'd have a, I, I assume the, the California legislature is not full time. Call a special session, uh, uh, have a debate, bring up the candidates, vote, and, and you get a placeholder. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. All these appointments are really bad. It's, like, I think Kelly Leffler still, I think she's actually done a lot more over the last couple of years to help Republicans in the state of Georgia. She's actually, with her Georgia First, I mean, with her uh, PAC that she's created and her committee, that she she's actually out there doing a lot now. She's been very vocal, so I appreciate that from her. But she didn't represent the people of Georgia when Governor Kemp appointed her. She represented the ability to fund her campaign. Uh, where he didn't have to go out and fundraise for it. That, that was a purely, that was an identity politics play then. And if he would have probably appointed, uh, what's his name up from Northeast Georgia, and I can't believe Doug Collins, uh, Senator Collins, or he'd probably still be a senator at this point. So, right. Yeah. You know, identity politics are never good, in my opinion. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's all. <clears throat> and Kemp has done that, has done that uh, with regularity as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Gunnar Kent's doing a good job. But he does a lot. A lot of his identity. Yeah, the, at this the, point. the first Hispanic in charge of uh, uh, yeah, insurance commissioner. Insurance. Yep. I don't care if he's qualified. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah, we just want somebody qualified to do the job. Yeah, it's, it's, it's somebody preferably not a crook. So I speaking agree. of, we got high school uh, seniors to receive college letters. I have gone back and forth on whether this was a good thing. And I, usually, I even had a, a house member call me this week and tell me about this and was you know bragging on this program, which at first blush, I think it's it sounded really good. So what's going to happen next year? Or right, so I think it just started this year, but it, seniors in high school will start receiving a letter that lets them know where they basically are pre-qualified to go for college. So if you have a high school senior, they'll receive a letter and they'll go, hey, you know, Mary Jane or Hey, Bobby Sue, whatever, with your grades and your GPA, you are eligible to go to Valdosta State, Georgia Southern, University of Georgia, North Georgia. You know, it'll list the colleges along with the technical colleges also. So it's just a way to match kids and high school seniors to where they're qualified to go within the state. And I think some of this is coming out of, so we've got record enrollment at Georgia Tech and UGA. But enrollment across all the other colleges in Georgia is down. So I think what this is trying to do is is really highlight that there's more choices in Georgia for high school seniors than just UGA. Right. Well, you know, but do we not want look? Do we not want our seniors to put? That's what I told my wife. I said we've got a senior next year. Do I not want Libby putting a little bit of work into the process of going to college? I mean, that's kind of. I want her to go out and try to figure out where she can go and where she's qualified to go because that says she's ready to go. Do we need to make college easier for kids to go to when we've got a record number? They're already in massive amounts of student debt. I mean, is that is is this really what we're trying to do is get more kids to go to college when they probably shouldn't? I'm just not sure. It's I kind of have a bad feeling about that part. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I am on it. Is First of all, I'd, I'd open my letter and be like, enlist in the army, you dumb turd. <laughs> yeah, really high SAT score, really low grades, because I didn't want to put the work in. Yeah. But I like but, the thought of the program. I mean, I, I, I do like the thought of the program. I think it sounds really good. I'm just not I, sure it's, it's really going to do what they want it to do. It, noth- it never does. Government is never the solution. <laughs> right. 
I, I just it's it, it's fine, whatever. Uh, and look, I, we already get we're already getting letters every day in the mail from Georgia colleges. So let me get a letter in from Georgia College, North Georgia. So they but, already know who they want, right? Well, isn't this what your guidance counselor is supposed to do? Yeah, a hundred percent. Your guidance counselors are supposed to look at your scores and say where you can go. Yeah. Well, we'll sit down with you as a sophomore mm-hmm. and say where and where do you plan want plan it out? Yeah, where do you want to be? Well, I want to go also to UGA. What you should, yeah, that's what your parents get, should help you do too. Yeah, we need to I get mean, your need to get your grades up if you if you want to go go to Georgia Tech. Yep, exactly. Uh, who we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, I want to go to Georgia Tech, and they they look at your look at your grades and like you got a C in math, dude. You might as well yeah, take Georgia going to Tech. You may yeah, go to but, Georgia Tech on a Saturday and watch a football game, but you need to go talk to Georgia State. Yeah, you can go to Georgia State. You could go to Georgia College. Yeah, this is this is something I think you're. The juniors and seniors should be proactively trying to do because they should. I mean, this is you're getting grown, right? You're getting to the point where you can vote and do a bunch of other things. You should have the initiative to go out and figure out where you can go to college. You also have feeder schools. Yeah, tons of feeder schools. Every school has feeder schools. Uh, One down uh, is called Santa Fe's down in down in Gainesville, Florida. It's a feeder school for for UF. we have uh, we have a, a little little two year college in in Dallas Georgia Highlands and it, it feeds to Kennesaw, uh, so we we have these feeder schools and and maybe kids who didn't have a four point uh, you you get into one of these one of these feeder programs and then you have two years on your belt your your diploma says where you graduate from not where you start. Yep. If if yeah, you do if you do three yeah. out of four years at at, a, at I don't know Bob's College and Steakhouse. And then finish at Harvard, it says Harvard on it. So look, good thought behind this program. I think it sounds good. Not sure it's gonna have the desired effect. And I don't know what the cost of this program is, but it, it can't be cheap hooking all this technology up and being able to aggregate all these scores and send well, this, this comes out, out the same the same week we get the announcement that Walmart is is canning some of the, the college I know. Uh, the college <laughs> yeah, requirements. We're talk about that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it's. I'm kind of changing the order because it kind, no, of, kind of kind of no, blends. That in. makes sense, right? But it does. But, but I've said that for, for years. That you know, the only time I spent on a college campus was finding girls. <laughs> you know, when I was yep. 18, 19, 20 years old, and I was in the army. We would go. Well, I was got married at twenty. I wouldn't do that. But we'd go and, ha- and hang out at the colleges that they were nearby, near nearby Fort Bragg. And, and and the girls obviously liked us because we were in good shape and and all that stuff and, and not not frat boys. But and then I came out of the army and went went into banking and 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 the only job I talked myself out of in banking was was when I asked for tuition reimbursement. He goes, "Oh, for your master's?" I said, "No, bachelor's." He goes, you don't have a degree. That was it. <laughs> that, it was the interview was over. Nice because I got to I got to a regional business banker position and. From then on, it was just assumed. Yeah, that, 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 that I, yeah, yeah. But you're right. Wal- so yeah, I mean, we are skipping out of order. But Walmart did announce this week that they are uh, eliminating the degree for college requirements for a lot of their uh, job positions now in the corporate office. So not just working in local, you know, local WalMarts, uh, but Walmart saying, hey, if the if if we will waive the need for the university degree if the candidates show they have gained necessary skills through alternative prior experience. And once you're with an organization like Walmart or the bank or anybody else and you learn how that job functions, the college degree is is pretty useless at that point, in my opinion. So, and and this is a, you know, there's a wider trend going on here, like IBM, Accenture, big consulting firm is Accenture, and Google. They've all announced, too, that they're reducing the number of jobs that require college degrees. So on the one hand, Georgia's saying, hey, we're going to try to put you in college, get you in college. And then you've got all these big organizations that are saying, hold on just a minute. Uh, the college degree is not worth what it used to be, and we'll hire people without it. So, yeah, I think you – and then on top of that, all the college debt payments are starting back this week where kids are starting to have to repay those college debt payments. That's going to have a massive impact on the spending power of a lot of young Americans. Well, what what happened was they started using algorithms, and yep. with the with the rise of HR departments, if 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 you work for a large corporation, and I don't care what title you put, put give yourself, manager, regional manager, super regional manager, state manager, you don't have hiring control. You get mm-hmm. the candidates that HR sends you, and there's an algorithm that if if it says college degree, and yeah, could, they just you could read be the, them all out. 
Yeah. Yeah. You can be in the industry for 30 years and you just, and you just get deleted from, from it. And you get, get some kid who has a, got an online degree. I was, I was reading an email that someone showed me from, from a, from a regional and it was the English in this email was unintelligible. I said, who is this regional, regional manager? I'm like, who, who, who writes like that? And, and actually hit send without, <laughs> without looking at it. I didn't know any better. So, so we, we went into his LinkedIn. There's like, like some online university. I'm like that's what that's that, that guy over somebody who's been, who's been in the industry 30 years. Who know, actually, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's, I don't know. We're, we're, we're changing it to a, to a different society. And we're, what we're finding out is you don't need a four-year degree to do cybersecurity. You need a 12-month yep. certificate. You do. You do. Uh, and, and somebody who, maybe somebody who came out of, for instance, I have a nephew who, uh, super, super smart kid. I said kid, he's in his 30s. Super, super smart kid. And he came out of the Air Force with, he was basically a, a, a cybersecurity person for the Air Force. And, you know, to, to take him and say, well, he only has a two-year degree and uh, I'm not going to hire him. I'm going to hire somebody who just did four years in, in the uh, in the education program and has no idea what he's doing. But he got, right. he got out, hired by an alphabet agency and he, he's doing just fine. So, Ken, I don't know if you know this, but walls work again. Supposedly, right? I mean, I think we're getting mixed messages, but yeah, this is coming after Biden and the Democrat Party complained about Trump's wall back in 2019. Uh, said walls don't work, which I don't know if uh, I don't know if this, but walls have worked for the last 5,000 years in existence. People have always built walls to keep people out. But yeah, so this week they they announced that they have waived 26 federal laws in South Texas to allow border wall construction to begin. Uh, this was marking the administration's first use of sweeping executive power to pay the way for building more border barriers, a tactic used often during the Trump presidency. So, yeah, the Biden administration kind of uh, shifted tunes this week and it's going to start putting up a border wall. And look, I, I like where some of the things that Trump said about the wall. Uh he was called a racist, which I, I don't. I think I don't think nothing could be further from the truth. I don't think you can grow up in New <laughs> right. York and be a racist. I mean, yeah, me either. Uh, and, and if when you're a billionaire, you're not you're not a racist. Everybody's green to you. And say, what, what can I get from you? Yep. But but he said we're gonna have, we have a, we want to have a big beautiful wall and a big beautiful door. Yeah. He so was all he was saying is, that. yeah, we well, we we have no problem with bringing people in from Venezuela, uh, from from Mexico and, and other places. Yeah, doing it in a legal legal way. Yep. That's we, what everybody's saying. But we sure as hell would like to know who's coming. Yep. And well, I don't know can... if you've seen all the videos from people coming across the border. So last week, they had between ten and 15,000 illegals cross every day. I bet out of 100 people crossing the border, 95 of them are men. So this is not families crossing the border. This is men crossing the border from who knows where coming into America. It's not families like a lot of people would say, right? It's kids and it's not. It's all men last week. Well, you got to understand that that's not unusual. Uh, what what happens is you're, the man is the provider. Comes up so, to work. So he'll come here and work and send the money home. Yep. The the bad thing about about that uh, economically is, yes, we, we get some cheap labor and, yes, we, we, we get things done. But that money isn't staying in our system. That money is, yeah, is, being, is, being, is yep. being depatriated. So I, I, that's, that's a, uh, it's, I don't, I, I have no problem with, with, with immigrants. I, I've got, uh, one of the, one of the guys that, that I work alongside, he's, he owns an air conditioning company also. He's on the east side of town. I'm on the west. We're not, we're not competition for each other, mm-hmm. but he is a legal immigrant from Columbia, yep. you know, and he, he, he holds a valid U.S. passport and everything else. He just happens to be from Columbia. And, and, you know, it's, I don't have anything against the, the Colombian people. That's no, I think great. we need a lot of immigration in the U.S. I mean, I think there's more jobs than, than we have people to work them, but it needs to be legal immigration coming in. It doesn't need to just be 15,000 people. And what's funny is Biden really changed his tune the same week that the mayor of Illinois and, uh, you know, or the governor of Illinois and the governor of New York just came out and said the federal government has to do something about this immigration problem. So his own party is starting to turn on him, and lo and behold, we 
we get a uh, border wall starting to be built. It's almost like Trump was right. <laughs> And, yeah, and, we, and we're starting to see that in the, in the poll numbers. Do I, do I like Trump, everything about him? No. Did I like what he did after uh, after the shooting in Vegas with, with slide fire stocks? No. I did, uh, first of all, it was done on, I, I disagree with how he did it, and I disagree with what he did. Yep. Uh, do I like the way he talks all the time? No. I, I think I think it's, uh, I feel like he's, he's speaking down to people when he's like, you know, when he just, uh, you know, Calls him a liar. Well, that's not what you do in right. politics. You say you say that's a bit disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, you know, he kind of brought in this this brashness, but I think people were so thirsty for that. Somebody who's just going to stand up and go BS. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he filled a, he filled a void there. And uh, it's, it's it's very interesting when you, when you start looking at Joe Biden with with everything else that's going on and and we're being inundated in the news and New York City just can't is is bursting. But no one cared about these little towns in Texas that 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 were trying to no, deal with didn't. tens of thousands, tripling their population in a town in a week. Yep. So. This is his immigration is his lowest polling item out there. So I only think about fifteen to eighteen percent of the people support how Biden is handling immigration at this point. So he had to do something. Uh, we'll we'll see where this goes. Well, you know what else bites. The president's dog. <laughs> the president's dog commander. Wow, oh, Lord. this is a this crazy is, story. This is the second German Shepherd that has had to be rehomed. By because, Biden, right? By Biden. Yes. Uh, for being aggressive. Where are they getting these German Shepherds from that are this aggressive? A rescue, I think. But this 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 dog came in as a puppy. There's pictures of of him as a, as a puppy at the White House. And, and, and look, I'm a big fan of German Shepherds. Uh, my ex-wife and I had one for, uh, you know, just wonderful dogs. I mean, the, uh, gentle, uh, n- not aggressive at all. She had a big bark, but, but I mean, wouldn't hurt a fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, if you have one dog that's aggressive, that, that could be something broken. Dog, at, yeah. at the, at the, and look, the white house is not the easiest place to, to, uh, to, to be a dog oh, and understand people what's going on. People coming in and out all the time. and Yeah, strange people. I would think that'd be a tough position, especially for a dog like a German Shepherd. He's a great guard dog, right? Yeah, very, very lots of protective instincts. But when you have two dogs with biting problems, and the commander, they're saying at least 12. And 12 so people a, have been bit. <laughs> and, and, and one Secret Service agent was hospitalized with bites on yeah, his leg and arm. And that's what I was reading. Like Secret Service agents, when commanders around, they didn't want to go around Joe Biden. It's like affecting their performance because they know if they get around, they could potentially be bit. Uh, I don't know if you saw it too last week when Biden was getting off of the <clears throat> Marine One, where the commander was right beside him. He actually kicked the dog. So I'm surprised dog. Uh, I'm surprised our dog lovers aren't just up in arms about Biden kicking his dog because it's clear as day that he did it. But yeah, this is a pride. I don't understand. Yeah, something's going on if he's got two dogs in a row, like you said, that have problems like this. Yeah, these dogs aren't being properly trained. Right, and look, exactly. I, don't, I don't necessarily think Commander is. I think some of it was overblown. There was a um, White House staff member who's who's been at the White House for fifty years. There was a gardener, but he has mm-hmm. walked. He's walked uh, first dogs f- for decades. So you know, start, starting off with Nixon. Uh. And he was playing with Commander. Commander, in anybody who's had who's had big dogs, especially, they'll I come just up, nicked them or something. Yeah, it, it just no. They'll they'll grab your arm when you're wrestling with them. Yeah, right. And right. they they don't have thumbs, so you can tell it's not an aggressive bite because they don't they don't tear into you. And the staffer said, "I didn't even have a, I didn't even have a mark on my arm. He was playing." Right. That's different. That's totally different. It is, but it's, but people tend to tend to conflate the two issues. When you've got Secret Service that are being put in the hospital, yep. versus a guy who knows the dog has known the dog since he was a puppy. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it's a it's a very hard environment. It's also incredibly hard if you don't if you don't get the dog trained early and keep up on the training. You're, mm-hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna have a dog who gets scared, and it, that's. They don't have the ability of saying, "Hey, man, back off." I'm 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 a little annoyed right now. Yeah, you know their 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 response is to bite. 
So I'm on, I'm, I'm on team with the dog. I'm, I'm just not on team Biden the way, the way he treats his animals. Exactly. So what is... I like the way you did this headline, Georgia Democrats in trouble for being nice. Yeah, they honestly are. So uh, I don't know if you remember, but last month, Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones went on a, a tour of historically black colleges and universities, which I think is great that Lieutenant Governor would do that. And while he was doing that tour, he took local Democrats with him. So if you were going to a, a HBCU, whoever represents that district, and this is just common courtesies and how things happen, right? You would go meet the Lieutenant Governor there. So state senators went with him, some state representatives went with him, uh, Democrats, and they were quoted as being, or, or they were nice to the governor, or Lieutenant Governor. They were thanking him for coming, you know, just being polite and hospitable. Uh, the Democrat Legislative Campaign Committee got wind of this and warned the caucus members that they were making a grave mistake by cozying up to Jones and other GOP colleagues. So they basically said, you need to cut this off. No more being nice to the enemy. Ah, the state parties, <laughs> state parties are useless now. Just Absolutely like the, useless. our local party, uh, we got onto Jason Avatarde and, and Mike Dugan. Uh, it's like, just, you, you, when, when the, the Candace Taylors of the world start taking over the state parties, and I'm sure the same is true on the Democratic side. Yep. Uh, you, you, you lose any, any sense, uh, any importance because pe- people no longer take you seriously. Yep. I know. We haven't had any Candace Taylor needs lately. We'll have to look that up for the next episode. But you're I, right. This is, this is ridiculous. Look, I took a picture with the minority leader, Bob Trammell and put it on Facebook when I was in office. And I had more comments on my Facebook post about how could you take a picture with the Democrat minority leader? Bob Trammell is an absolute super guy. He's one of the best guys I'd met at the Capitol. He just happened to be on the other team, but he was a very moderate Democrat. When you can't do this kind of stuff and be friends with the other side, and you're, and it's just the activists that get mad at you, like you just said, right? It's just a, it's just a handful of activists that get mad. But what you end up doing is writing those activists off. And you know, you, when you need help in the future, you just don't call them because they got mad over some kind of silly thing. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is, was we could we can disagree on politics, you mm-hmm. know. I've I've got a friend who is far far left, right? We and but he's he's I've 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 known him twenty five years. I, I've have, I met him when we were in the army together. I mean, it's not I'm not going to stop being friends with him because because he's he's far left. In fact, when I was out in Reno uh, last year or whatever it was, I, I made sure to to give him a call. And say, hey man, you want to come? You want to come meet for lunch? And and you know we hadn't seen each other in twenty five years. We both gained quite a few pounds since then. <laughs> but it's you can you can be friends and disagree politically. Alan Combs was married to 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 a, to a Republican, and you know they were both they're both in the media, and they basically said that political uh, talk stops when you walk across the threshold. You know, there are other things to talk about, kids, and and so many other things. And I know we 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 talk politics uh, every week here, and and you know I enjoy it, but it, it kind of gets it out of my system. I don't need to bring it up with with everybody else. Exactly. So we had high school kids getting paid for their image. This is yeah, this is this that? is insane. So you can get the NIL money now, NIL deals in high schools today. Georgia State Ask Association passed a modification to one of their bylaws last week by a vote of 66 to 9 that allows high school kids uh, to be able to sign these contracts. So, you know, and this is really taking hold in college over the last few years where college kids are receiving uh, NIL money now, sponsorships, and now it's uh, gone down to the high school level. And I have no problem with this in in, in theory. I have no problem with this in theory. Uh I, you you own yourself as you know, someone who leans libertarian. Uh, the one you of the, should better make money off yourself. Yep. Yeah, but but the but the school, you know, especially when you're talking about college, they could plaster your face everywhere and sell tickets, and they make a ton of money off of off of your image. Yep. Now this 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 new rule does say you can't use anybody who's seen a a commercial with with a, a 
with any sort of star, NFL star or whatever, you'll see them in, in the team colors, but not that jersey because they, they don't want to pay the team for it. No. Uh, so it'll look like their uniform is not. And sa- sa- same thing's true in college. If, if the university uh, isn't getting paid, so if, if, if you're going to UGA, you just wear a black and red jersey with a number on it. It doesn't actually have, doesn't actually have the UGA emblem on it and all that stuff. But you know, there's going to be a lot of high school quarterbacks now driving new Ford uh, F-150s because, you know, the local Ford dealership's going to plaster or going to sign an agreement with them, give them a Ford track. And I mean, it makes sense at that level that you got the star quarterback starting to uh, have local sponsorships. I and mean, like I, this- I definitely can see, I definitely see that's going to happen as part of this. And what what I, what I will say is BS is the rule saying that you can't use it as a recruiting tool. Yeah, right. I mean, what, yeah, why, else, why, why else, else would they would do, you do it? it? Yes, exactly. Is, is maybe you have a kid who's very, very, very talented, but lives in a, in a poor area, area of town, and you want your local school that is out of his out of his district. I can't believe we're talking about recruiting middle school players. Oh, it's and, definitely going to be that. And, I mean, yeah, and yeah, 100%. Is, is is do you, do you want to do you want to go to the school that's run down and and, and all that in their city or do you want to come out here to I don't know Gwinnett, whatever, yep. and come come play for Gwinnett County High School and we'll make sure that you oh you don't have transportation no problem here's a truck. It's the Manning kid. I was just I was just reading a story oh, this weekend. Um, he plays for Ole Miss and he's not even he's a freshman this year, but he's not starting. He which said is good. he's going. He said he's going to make enough money in college on his NIL deals where if he never takes a snap in college, he'll never have to work a day after college because he's his, making so much money. He doesn't have to work he's, anyway. His uncles no, are, are, are Eli was, and Peyton. His grandfather is is Archie. But the point was he's going to make like $10 million in college whether he ever takes a snap or not. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Manziel just, should have done that. Yeah, just because of his last name. Yeah, and look, the kid's very talented. I mean, he's—I saw—I've seen some of his high school uh, stuff, and as again, as as a as a UF booster, I really, I really wanted him. But I think, like you said, to go back to our high school point, we're going to see a ton of kids get recruited as as part of this, and this is only makes sense if I'm a high school kid and I'm playing for a tiny college or a tiny high school in South Georgia, and somebody says, "Hey, won't you move up towards Atlanta?" And we'll give you fifty thousand dollars a year and sponsor you. I'm moving. I mean, and your parents are probably moving also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, you don't. You don't blame the dog for wanting the steak. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, you abs- absolutely. I mean, if some someone hell as as a high schooler, if someone offered me ten grand, or, yeah, oh, I'd be gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, of course, that was a lot of money back then. Now that's not that's not a lot of money now. I don't to sound like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions, not those of anyone not on the show or any company or respective company we would work for, own, or otherwise associate us with. Also, you could find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. All right. Mule of the Week is was actually there are, there are a few mules, but this guy, University yeah, this of Miami coach. I these 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 college coaches make millions. Yeah, five uh, to he, ten million, most of them. Yeah, he's and he's not at some. This is this is not talking about like, you know, a goofy play made at Appalachian State or something like that. This, this is a major university and what used to be a major football power. Had a had a a gimme. Game's over. Game's done. Mm-hmm. Take there a knee. 42, 42 seconds left in this game. Yes, take a knee, punt, whatever. It's it's third down. Yeah, and, even a broadcaster was saying, take a knee. He's like, why is he not taking a knee? <laughs> yeah, but I just, I I, I, I can't believe it's, it's, it's Mario Cristobal. He's, he, he's made, not a, he made $8 million last year, by the way. And he's not a dumb guy. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got the, the that program on the upswing, but that that was a boneheaded move. So, All right, so, the quarterback, so, yeah, so the quarterback snaps the ball, hands it to the running back, running back runs it, and he fumbles the ball. And Georgia Tech recovers with literally 40 seconds left in the game. And they've got to go, what, 75 yards? So it's not like it was just, hey, Georgia Tech, here's the 
here's the football, go, you know, run a couple of yards and win the game. But yeah, he fumbled the ball with 42 seconds. If they would have taken a knee, the clock would have ran down to 10 seconds and the game's basically over. Yeah, and, and plus they were in field goal range. Yes, right. Take, take a knee, kick the ball, just like we saw the Falcons do on Sunday. Take a knee, run it down to two seconds, and then, and then uh, uh, kick, kick the ball. Yeah, but just take the knee and the game's over. And look, this is Georgia Tech that went to Wake Forest and won. Came home last weekend and lost to Bowling Green. I, nobody can even put, put a finger where Bowling Green is, I don't think, in the country. And now they get down to Miami and beat, beat Miami after Miami does this bonehead play. Who knows what you're getting with Tech every week. It's the same thing with UF. <laughs> yes, right. Have have a statement win and then and then go and lose and yep. uh, and, and look those those kids will be telling that telling that story forever. Yeah, they will be. Yeah, it's not quite like Georgia uh, Georgia Southern beating Florida, which did happen. Oh, I was disgusted when that happened. I was embarrassed, <laughs> I did, and Eric has let, not not let me forget it since. Yep. So anyway, he is he is the mule. I'm not saying he needs to be locked up in jail, but. <laughs> He certainly needs a stern talking to from the athletic director. Yep. So, all right. Update on the race for, to become speaker. We lost. Oh, I said we lost. He didn't die. But uh, the the motion was made and enough votes to carry to remove McCarthy from the, the podium. Yeah. So the craziest thing, when, when, speaker, when speaker McCarthy got the speakership a couple months ago, they made a rule where after he became speaker, one one member can make a motion to vacate the chair, which is absolutely insane that one member can stand up and make a motion to, you know, to vacate the chair. And that's what happened this week is Matt Gates, Florida congressman, made a motion to vacate the chair. And Republicans only have a five seat majority in Congress. Uh, so as soon as he makes that motion to vacate, they have to vote on it. And eight Republicans voted no, so Kevin McCarthy lost his speakership, and he came out almost immediately and said, "You know, I'm not running again. You guys, can, you guys can have this. I'm not doing it again." So it, it was yeah, that's, it was a a a cluster we call Charlie Foxtrot. It yeah, was a cluster probably. to begin with, just to get him just get him in the seat. It the was. Government- they had like what twelve votes or something back in it was midsummer. Yeah, but yeah it, was a, it was a cluster back then. And this can't be getting any better. I mean, look, I've heard uh, Gates has, has always been a just a frat boy and 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 all that stuff. And I don't necessarily think that's. I don't. I, I try not to tie people's personal stuff into into what they do in their in their professional life. But now, now we'll say this: like the two guys that are running for speaker now is uh, Steve Scalise. Steve was the one that got shot a couple of years ago at a congressional baseball game. He also has a, a sort of a rare form of blood cancer at the moment. So if you see him, he doesn't look healthy. And then uh, Republican uh, Jim Jordan, Republican Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio, which is head of the, uh, yeah, he's head of that committee that's always investigating people. Look, if we can replace Kevin McCarthy with and have a speaker, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan's the one that came up with the House Freedom Caucus, I am all for that. So if this whole craziness Gets Jim Jordan as speaker. I mean, big win for conservatives in Congress. But it's also we're we're handicapping our government as things are happening in the Middle East. Yeah, it's totally handicapped. Now, one one guy said this weekend. That's what Fox News was interviewing somebody and said, "Well, you know, aren't you handicapping the government by doing this?" He said, "Well, it's not like we're all going to run back to D.C. over the weekend and vote on legislation. They're supposed to pick a new one by Wednesday. So I think what they're trying to do is have a." sort of internal caucus meeting on Tuesday, which is a, a day after this episode drops, and then Wednesday have a floor vote. I think Jim Jordan's probably going to win, but it's what's going to be interesting is he is a very ideological guy. I mean, he's a small government conservative guy. He's a freedom caucus guy. You know, big Thomas Thomas Massey endorsed him. It's going to be interesting to see if he does get it, how he's going to have to pivot to be that speaker. Uh, and then they've got to change that rule. That's one of the things that's holding us up is they're changing that rule where one member can't just make a motion to vacate anymore. It's got to be a certain percentage of the House body. It does. It doesn't matter. the 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 the, the motion <clears throat> to remove them to me was is the least of it. It's that you had eight Republicans. That that was it. You needed eight. 
Yeah, that's actually, all. Actually needed six, but it eight to vacate yep. the the, uh, the the podium up there, and that's uh, it, it, the the vote still has to come up. I mean, it's not like it's not yeah, like right. everything else. I guess I guess if you one person can make a motion, they can wait until you know it's it's no it's it's percentage of, of members who vote. Yeah, so fifty, a couple of 50 Matt plus get- one. I don't know if you've seen, uh, so Matt Gates is coming back now, and he's actually saying, okay, look, if the new speaker does this, I'll support him. And he's tying this into a Democrat congressman, uh, some changes he wants. He wants term limits enacted for congressmen to 12 years. He wants congressmen not to be able to trade individual stocks any longer. I think both of those would be great. And then they don't want congressmen to take PAC money, donations from corporate PACs and corporate lobbyists, which... That'll never pass. But the term limits and not being able to trade individual stocks, I think is a great thing. Um, well, I, I prefer the I, I prefer the, the the blind trust. Yeah, blind trust is fine, right? Put all your stuff when you go in in a blind trust because you see too many. There's almost daily things that come out on the internet about senators and rep- congressmen trading stocks and then before things happen. So, how in the hell does Bernie yeah. Sanders have have three houses? <laughs> And he has, he has never worked outside of government yeah. or academia. And look, and look, Tommy Tupperville is one of the worst ones, Senator from Florida, about insider trading. Alabama. Uh, you, yeah, Alabama. Yeah, if you look at some of the, his trades, it is just, it's obvious that he knows information before he's doing these trades. Oh, yeah. But, oh, but yeah. they do. I mean, I'm, I agree with you that with all the stuff going on in the world right now, with uh, Russia and Ukraine, with Hamas attacking Israel, Republicans need to get their act together and get a Speaker of the House in middle of this week to look and, cohesive and, and join and, together. And we're 40 days, maybe, maybe maybe a couple of days uh, less than that, uh, before the government shutdown comes. I know, another government shutdown, right? <laughs> I was, I, look, I'm, thank you. Thank you, Speaker McCarthy. Because they were talking about government shutdown, and, and, and you may get uh, a bunch of the air traffic controllers having the blue flu. So I'm not still stuck in Athens <laughs> trying to get home. Nice, but but that's I forgets to lose his mind over a 45 day expe- extension. He was planning on doing this anyway. He needed an excuse. Yep, he's trying to assert his power in the house. Yeah, he is. And he's and he, and he when when he starts losing friends like 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know. Well, Marjorie voted yes. She didn't vote yes to expel McCarthy either. So she was not one of the eight that voted. Uh, the no. Voted no, she 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 knows what it's like to be in the cold. Yeah, she does. She's trying to get get back inside, get some warm and that, warmness. Yes, and now that she suit. has she has a committee assignments. Like she was up there doing. I mean, she was up there twiddling her thumbs unless unless the entire house was in session when everybody was off in their their committee groups. She was sitting in her office twiddling her thumbs. And she knows from that position she can't help her constituents, which I'm one of. Uh, so she seemed to pivot to to moderate some of the crazy stuff that's come out of her mouth and off her keyboard. Yep, exactly. Uh, so I I don't think uh, McCarthy was her first pick, but I think there was some there was some deal struck with with, with her as far as co- committee assignments, and maybe if, if gets yeah, gets shut out of the committees. And he got to sit there and twiddle his thumb and couldn't do anything about things with his, with his constituents. He might he might think about that too. Yep. So I don't I don't I don't think he's pure I don't think he's on pure principle. But I then again anybody with that 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 uh, good looking hair I don't I don't I don't trust. <laughs> <laughs> Very lookist. All right, Kenny. Uh, what what do you have for your closing thought? No, I think I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm not, a, not even. Beat. Not even splash. No, I'm going to leave that off for now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to indict myself or incriminate myself on anything that could be used in the court, Ken's, courts. Ken's on the water, so he's he's <laughs> he's uh he's have he's 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 have, he's going to have a fun week. Yes, I, I lost something earlier in the water. So yeah, uh, I have to. I have probably to go, can guess what that is. Yeah, I have to go to work now. And 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 help pay for everything I bought in Greece. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> uh, I did notice when I came home that the uh, Falcons remembered how to play football, and the yeah, Braves forgot win. how to how to uh, score runs. Yeah, the Braves are in trouble against the Phillies. Phillies are coming in red hot. So 
tomorrow night is a huge, it's, Monday night's a huge game. If, if look when you get Spencer Strider into the seventh inning with only ninety four pitches, and I had to read this because because they don't play a they don't show a whole lot of American baseball in in uh, in Greece, if you can believe that. Uh, but with Spencer, Spencer Spencer Strider put in seven good innings, only gave up only gave up two runs, and a yep. team that has has outscored their the entire league. Yeah, he did everything you could ask I, for. Yeah, but the the offense Atlanta's offense has outscored every team in, in Major League Baseball. Yep. And then they get to the playoffs. It, it's it's the it, as soon as we flip the calendar over to October, like oh, I don't know how to I don't know how to hit a base baseball. Good God. Well, Kenny, thank you very much for giving up some, some of your vacation time and to your lovely family who have had to be quiet while you, while you record. <laughs> Big thanks to Eric coming again. Sorry for, for, for doing this so late. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon